0: Welcome to the Ram's Writer Podcast. One chop, one chop, comes into the Manchester United half, dribbles on, finds some space, goes into the box, shoots, and it's in! What a run! Into the penalty area, got a man to beat, cuts back, goes again, it's... Oh, what a goal! Tom Hicks arrives on the big stage! With his weaker foot, Patterson. Martin. Keo again. Oh, and a chance for Maria once more. He's done it. Hello. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Yes, I'm back. Had a few weeks off. Not been a great deal to talk about, but I'm back. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Simon, aka The Rams Writer. And of course, this is The Rams Writer Podcast. You all know why you're here. We're here to talk about Derby County. And yes, there is no football going on, but that will soon be a thing of the past because football is, uh, well, looks like it's coming back. So... 17th of June, looks like it's going to be the start date of the Premier League. But the ones that we're all interested in, the ones that we live for, is the championship. And that is due back on the 20th. So Derby will face Millwall. So interesting times ahead. The guys are back in training. That's my first point we're going to bring up. So the, the, the guys are back in training. Um, and there is some a couple of the, the young lads uh, who have been noticed at training. Uh, Jamal Hector Ingram center forward or striker forward anyway which way you want to call him um he's been in and around the first team now obviously if you listen to my last show with Ryan we both agreed that he should be or he could be one of the next players that makes that step up from the under 23s to the first team and i think you know at the end of the day it is time you know i think he's 21 22 now if he is going to make something of his career, now is the time he needs to start progressing and doing it at Derby. You know, for for you know, it, it could be all well and good for us. You know, he's got a phenomenal strike rate in under twenty threes. I haven't done my fact check, which I should have done before I did the show. I apologise, um, but you know, we're not we're not all perfect. But I think he's got something like 23, 24 goals. I might be a bit off there, um, but I know he's got a, a lot of goals. And that's why everyone's raving about him. You know, Anyone that watches the, the under-23s will know what he's like, know what he brings to the party. You know? um, And as me and Ryan discussed on our last show, he needs, to, obviously, if he's going to sort of become this sort of striker that Kaku wants, he needs to learn to hold the ball up uh, and bring other players in. Because that, that's at the end of the day, that's what Koku wants a striker to do. Um, so, yeah, he's been training. Uh, I think Jordan Brown as well. Uh, I spotted him. I think it was in Louis Sibley's pictures that he put on uh, on his on his Instagram. But yeah, another another talented player. Uh, he can play anywhere across the back four. is right, I believe he's right-footed, but he likely prefers his favourite position his left back at the moment. Though I think left back may be a bit crowded um, with obviously the likes of Forsyth, Malone, and Max Lowe. Um, but again, there's always that space for centre back. Or, again, midfield, but again, it means pushing Max Bird. You know, it seems to be a position that we are, um, well, crowded in, if you like, in that midfield. Um, And, yeah, it's it's good. It's good. We like, you know, Cockroach's plan was always, always going to be to bring through Youth Academy players. And that's what he's doing, and we're seeing that. You know, we've seen, obviously guys like Sibley's, your Knights, Bird, uh, like Buchanan at the start of the season. You know, we we've seen we've 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 seen them. You know, we've seen we've seen all them come through. I, I, no, Whitaker, that's the one. Um Yeah, and then now we're you know again another player that was there was a was centre back Joe Bateman. Another player that's training with the first team. So we are, you know, Koku's bringing them through. He's bringing them through. It's good. You know, we are, we are doing well. We you know getting academy players through. It's what it's all about. It's what Koku wanted to do, um, and he's doing that. Now it's up to these players to obviously take Koku's philosophies on board and go out there, go perform, go show. You know, what they can do. You know, because obviously it's not going to be an overnight job. You know, it's not going to be, you know, we play these nine games a season, next season, the full on starting. No, that that's, that's, yeah, it's impossible, I would say. Um, unlikely. I won't say it's impossible, but it's very, very highly unlikely that that would happen, that they would get into this team. Um, so I will bring up, obviously, so that, that's, that's the, uh, what we've seen, you know, that's, that's some good news. Um, <laughs> and then obviously there's the other news: it's Chris Martin, still no contract on the table, for Chris Martin that we're aware of. Nothing's been announced. Um, and a lot of you guys, you know, I'm seeing it daily on social media across to, uh, you know, across Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We all want Chris Martin to get this new contract. I think we we We've all it's it's a bit it's weird because a couple of seasons ago when he was sort of on the out you know on the fringes of you know we we sort of got we were like, Whoa, why is why is Chris Martin you know not starting? You know, he's, he's behind Vidra, Nugent, Sam Winnell, um, these sort of people when you know gets loaned out and it's sort of questioned, you know. He's just had two, three seasons where he's bagged twenty plus goals for us and now he's nowhere near the starting lineup. And you Know we, we know his loan spells weren't great. That when he went with Fulham, yeah, fair enough, it was all right. And you know, he, he, did, he did well there up until McLaren decided he wanted him back when and all that hoo ha kicked off. Um, but obviously, his ones at uh, Redden Hall didn't really you know, the, the, the teams didn't suit him, the way they played didn't suit, suit him at, at all. And you know, he I guess then he, he sort of got a bad name, and everyone was sort of like, well, get rid of him, get shot of him, you know, he's no good, bad egg, all this. Crap that you know people that we spout because we think you know that's, that there must be a reason, but this season he's come back and all of a sudden he's he's that Chris Martin that we, we we know and we love from two thousand you know thirteen to, to fifteen to sixteen whatever, um, and yeah he's not scoring twenty goals a season, but he's not he's not starting forty six games a season. That's the difference. Um. You know, so, he, he, what, second top goal scorer, behind Waggon. He's got 11 goals, 7 assists. So, 18, 18 goal involvements um, makes him our most, well, lethal product up front, obviously, with uh, goals and assists. But, obviously, the stumbling block is going to be his wages. You know, he's on, what, 25, 30k? I don't know, something like that. Um, and... <sighs> I guess to for him to agree a deal, it will have to be one on reduced wages. Now, there's there's people that are, well, why, why would you give him reduced wages? Well, just think about it this way. He either accepts a contract from us and that's at reduced wages, or he leaves at the end of the season as a free agent and hopes someone picks him up and pays him 25, 30 grand a year. The guy's 32. You know, he's probably got maybe three, four years left in... Maybe a bit longer, depending on our fitness days. But you know, they, they come into that sort of career now—a bit of their career where they sort of, you know, it's not not the end of it. It's, it's you know, football; it doesn't last forever, does it? Um, but obviously, going back to my last show, the only teams that are interested, or the, the teams that showed interest in Chris Martin um, in summer, were Scottish Premier League teams and, and, and League One teams. And that's where a lot of people saw him, I guess. It's where they saw it, you know, they saw that his standards had dropped from what he was, and you know, he's would suit a league one side, or he's better than that. We know he's better than that. And but he, I just can't see him going getting 25, 30k. I don't know what he's on. Um, those are the rumors, or those what the people the numbers that people are spouting out. Yes, he was given a, a lucrative deal, I guess. Um, you know, more to flash to cash. And He's not gonna he's just not gonna get that you know so it's i think it's it's gotta be a, a way of negotiating down which i'm sure he's you know, he's well aware of you know that that would be the case but for me i would you know you've gotta offer him you know maybe half so save his on thirty grand fifteen surely you know surely fifteen would tempt him they might you know they, they surely they have to see him as a senior player has a big influence on the side, that's come in to this team this season and uh, and done everything he can. And, you know, he's he's, he's worked hard. He's worked his knackers off. We've seen that. There's a lot of Chris Martin love at the moment. Um, And, you know, another thing, I know it's not really pointless, but obviously with the season restarting, it's going to be behind closed doors. I think it's a bit sad that he won't get a send-off um if he was to go of course you know we don't know that we don't know what's going on behind the scenes at the moment regarding contracts everything's a bit up in the air perhaps as the weeks go on and we get head towards the end of june we'll start seeing what the crack is with contracts and things like that are, because i know mike de obviously he's you know the the the, uh, the dutch league is ended now so he's free obviously to is you know, he's is he's, he's our player, and, well, essentially from the 1st of July or 30th, wh- whatever the start date is of the contract. Yeah, essentially, he's our player. Now, he cannot play for us. You know, obviously, this season, we'll, we'll go past the 30th of June. He cannot play for us. However, he can train with us, which, you know, in fairness, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing because uh, he's getting some time off now. Um I can't, you know. Imagine, I'm imagine they're only going to have a couple of weeks off at the end of the season. Then we'll kick on into next season. So he'll be sort of training, eventually, at an intensity of, you know, of match days, you know. So hopefully, by the time the new season comes around, he'll be fit and ready, raring to go. Um, so that, that you know, it's, again, it's all up in the air. But you know, as it stands, for me personally, Martin Martin has to stay. He's is the focal point. You know, he's forced his way. He's, he's been that bit part, well not bit part, but he's, he's not started every game. Um, and normally, you know, Chris Martin doesn't start every game. It's just who he is. He wants to play every game. He wants to start every game. He gets a bit of a sulk on. This season, he's not done that. This season, he's, he's come off the bench and made an impact. changed games, leads, for for instance. Um, that, that's plucked off the top of my head. Um, Luton, away. Yeah, we didn't win, but he, you know, he came on, got himself a goal. You know, So he's still still got something he can offer us. And you, know, you can go back and watch all the games and you can see the goals that he's involved in, the assists, the touches, the passes. The one that amazes me is is the one against Sheffield Wednesday for Lawrence's second goal, where it looks like he's tied up in his feet and then he just knocks a little reverse pass out into Lawrence. And Lawrence buries it. It's incredible. And then against Birmingham as well for Waggorn's goal. We'll say Wagon, yeah, for the second goal, I'm sure it was. Again, ball in his feet, knocks it through Wagon. Clear on goal. And that's what he brings, and that's why we need him in this team. You know, he he, he he's literally he suits Kaku's, you know, Kaku's team, you know, it, it's the right fit for him. And that's the thing with Chris Martin, you know, it's finding a team that wants a striker that's you know willing to hold the ball up, bring everyone else into play. A lot you know, it's Teams look for strikers, and they want uh, you know those those players like sort of Jack Marriott, for instance, who give him the ball in a box or bang it in. That's you know that's, that's what they look for nowadays, I guess. Um, and you know, speaking of Jack Marriott, he is, he's, he's injured again. He's not played for what uh, two two months? Yeah, he's got a groin strain. <laughs> He's a bit of an enigma at times with Jack Marriott because it <laughs> does he not like, you know, pre-season what? You know, I, it just seems that he, he regularly picks up these these niggly little injuries. And, you know, again, there's uh, someone... It, it's, again, it's, I can't remember it was now. I'm so sorry. Um, one of my guys on on Twitter... Uh, apologize I've forgotten who it was now, but you just randomly did ask me you know you said to me what you asked me about Jack Marriott and my thoughts on him um I'm gonna have a quick look see if I can find the tweet um I, I tweet far too much that I can't find it because it was only the day that you sent it me to be honest um but, yeah, again, you know, you asked me about Jack Marriott and, and how I felt about him, and it was it's a good question in fairness because it is very, you know, it, it's one of them things, isn't it? You know, you see, we see this player that's a real, you give him the ball and you, you just think, yeah, he's he's going to score. Every, You know, if he's in and around the box, you know, he doesn't take too many touches. Um, he's one, two-touch finish. And we saw that so many times last season. You know, when he went through his, like, sort of purple patch, if you like. Um, We saw that. And, you know, he he just got the ball. It was like, you you just felt, if he was in and around the box, you know, especially in the box, you just thought, yeah, give the ball to Marriott and, and he will score. And I don't quite know what's happened to that Jack Marriott so yeah it was uh i found the tweet now so yeah anthony clark on twitter clarky underscore uh, clarky underscore arc basically just said to me wonder what your thoughts on contract for chris martin is now this one i'm talking about now obviously finances are taking a hit would you give him a, a an extension or cut losses and and look elsewhere um you didn't ask me about jam right someone i swear you did no yes you did that was the next question you asked me um sorry about that. yeah um Obviously, like I said, so I've, I've gone over that, obviously the finance side, so yeah, he will have to take a peek, I, I believe. Obviously, there is, we can look at the academy players, um, you know, that's obviously why Jamal Hector Ingram's been sort of pushed forward, if you like. Um, but I, and I still, you know, like I said, I, I believe Chris Martin is worth a new contract, definitely. Um, but then, obviously, you went on to ask about Jack Marriott and you basically said to me, would you cash in on Waggy or Jack Marriott to keep him up? Uh, to keep Martin or let one of them go, can't see it all for the club next season. Um, so my reply to that then was, um, I, I'd keep, I keep wagging, and you know, if we got a decent enough bid in, yeah, I would let Jack Marriott go. You know, th- we, we've not seen the Jack Marriott that we saw last season. We, you know, we've not, we've not seen that, and and I think it's just the style of play. I genuinely believe it is the start. You don't become a bad striker overnight, no. You know, unless we sort of change the formation or change system, um, potentially Jack Marriott changed his position, you know, his role slightly. Marriott isn't going to hold the ball up for you. Marriott's Marriott's the sort of striker who's going to get on the shoulder of the defender and and want the ball in and around the box. Yeah. and we saw against Bristol City, he had that one chance. And this, this, this is this is what I'm saying about Jack Marriott. Jack Marriott had sort of this one about his season. And I think it's just the fact that he's had no runner games at all. Is what it feels like. But we saw him against Bristol City, he came, and he came on, got the ball in the box. What is he? Pretty much at the edge of the box, probably about you know fifteen, sixteen yards out. Left foot, top bins. And we see him against Barnsley. He's got about six chances to score, and he had some sitters. And you're thinking the Jack Marriott of last season, and you felt that as well when he was running through. You think goal, but he just wasn't finding the net, and that was his problem, and that was his issue. And 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 I think that's just that's why I I said to, to Anthony Clark that's why I would let Jack Marriott go. You know, and I, and I agree with you. I can't see all three of them being here next season. I I, I definitely keep Waggy. You know. He'll play up top, I personally agree. I personally believe he's better on the wing, um, or as an inside forward, as they, as it's now called, or whatever. Um, but he offers you, you know, he offers you that attacking threat going forward, whether it's on the wing or up top. Hold up wise, he's he can do it, but he's not as good as it as Chris Martin. Hence why I keep Chris Martin. Um, but yeah, so unless you change the dynamic of the squad or the dynamic of the system. To try and include, or to drive a play two up top, we saw that um, earlier on in the season he went to two up top, and, and Jack Marriott seemed to see, didn't score, but he seemed to know, fit in well in that in that two up top. But I just think now it's it, it's uh, <laughs> to let to let Marriott go to pay Martin's contract. <laughs> you know that's that's one thing I suppose you could do you know, you free up some money there, but obviously we, you know, we're going to need to bring players in. Um, or are we? You know, this is, this is going to be the funny thing. The weird thing. It's um, this prediction of, of transfers and who's ins and outs and stuff this season. There is a question coming up on that um, as well from one of you guys. Um, how do we call it? Because we know our finances are shit. We're supposed to be getting investment. That's just gone. Yeah, we're not, we've not heard. It came out one day. We've not heard anything. That was months ago. Uh, you know, we were supposed to have investment by January. Gone, nothing, nada. <laughs> so, where we are financially this season, who knows? You know, your guess is as good as mine because I have not got a clue where we're going to be. Um, but yeah. I just for Jack Marriott, you know, he's he's definitely good enough to be in the championship. No doubt. Whether he fit in at Derby, not sure. Um I mean you you agreed, I guess, Anthony. You said to me, you said I hate the thought of losing Jack Marriott as he would be a player who I guarantee would score against us every time he played against us. Just can't see him staying fit enough to get rid of the team that he needs. And yeah, you you've hit the nail on the head. He is that player. He is that player that you know if he is playing against you. He will score against you, no doubt. No doubt, one, you know, no doubt. If we sell him, he will go to another team in the championship, and he will come back to haunt us, no doubt. But again, you you, you questioned his fitness. They've not played in in how many months? What's he been doing? Why has been at home? Has he been keeping fit? I'm sure he has. I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he's lazy by any means. But I'm just saying it's just strange that everyone's fine, everyone's ready to go. Yet he's. Got a groin injury. I know it can happen. We've seen it before in preseason. with the comeback. they come back, got a bit of a strain. It might just be a bit of tightness. You know, he didn't really divulge into it. But he it just, he's just, his intensity of training is a bit, it's lower than than everyone else's. I guess. Um, so yeah, interesting one. So. That's actually Chris Martin and and, and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, for me, give Chris Martin a new contract, please. But yeah, speaking of ex-Academy players, um, this one, I found this one a bit weird, to be honest, because obviously, most uh, of you, you may, mostly would have seen this, but obviously, Jeff Hendrick becomes a free agent in um, in, in the, in, 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 well, whenever, <laughs> whenever his contract is end of June. Uh, and you know, there's apparently that uh, AC Milan are interested in, in in getting him on a free. And it's weird. Everyone's sort of like, "What? No way. Why?" But yeah, and it was just weird to me because obviously we knew we found out in um, in the summer that Jade and Bogle AC Milan were interested in were interested in Jade and Bogle. There wasn't really any like, "Oh yeah, well, yeah." It's just been a bit. It's been a bit of a weird one. Obviously, Jeff Hendrick. You know he. Again, an academy graduate. Um, for me I think he he was he, when he first came into the into the squad, really good player, very good player. Um obviously it was always very, very difficult to pick the best midfield of of out of you know, you, you had to pick two out of Hendrick Bryce and Hughes sorry, three even out of <laughs> Hendrick Bryce and Hughes Thorne. Um, you had to pick three out of them. One of them was going to miss out. Very, very tough call. Very hard decision because all three of them were brilliant and it all you know all did extremely well. Um, but I think for me, I think I think Jeff Hendrick sort of faded before he left. It wasn't you know he just it didn't. he wasn't consistent enough. Um, and uh, was it Clement? I think it was. And then Rowett sold him, didn't he? I can't remember. Um, yeah. Pretty sure he did. Yeah, Rauch sold him, didn't he? He sold him for cheap as well. But, anyway, don't, no, I'm confused now. I've done myself. Um, whatever. But, I, I, for me personally, when he left, I didn't think he was that, he wasn't the player that we were used to seeing. You know, he wasn't as tenacious on the ball. Again, Burnley, I don't really watch it, you know, but he's, I've not seen a great deal of him. You know, he's not, you don't, apart from a match of the day, and he doesn't, Burnley, into it? So, unless you're outstanding or, you know, or you, well, it's Burnley. I, I don't know, how you know, for me, has he progressed? Has he been, become a top player? Um, Premier League qualities, you know, he fits in well, mid, you know, mid-table Premier League team, but AC Milan, ah, wow. They obviously see something in him, you know, he obviously possesses him. We know he's got a great shot on him. We know he's got a great pass on him. You know, he can be tenacious and stuff like that, but for me, with Jeff Hendrick, you know, there's people who go, oh, get him back, get him back on a free. Where? Why? That's the only thing I don't that's the only thing I disagree with is, is why bring him back? We're stacked in midfield. Where'd you where'd you sit him? Where'd you play him? Did you drop Rooney? Did you drop Bird? Did he become a holding midfielder? Do you drop Holmes? Did you drop Sibley? Does he become an attacking midfielder? You know, he's not gonna play out on the wing for you. You know, I just think we've got too many options in midfield to to bring back Jeff Hendrick just for sort of nostalgia's sake, if you like. Um, I can't see it happening again. I can see his wages being an issue, um, much like as well. Another person we've been linked with, another former Ram, another loanee this time, Jordan Ibe. Again, he's he's free, you know, free, con, uh, free out of contract, so he'll be able to move on a free in the summer. Um, Again, another good player. Very good player. Um, it's weird, actually, because he just didn't have long enough. You know, when, when he... Uh, granted, granted, when he when he was with us, brilliant player, you know. Maybe sometimes a bit greedy, but, hey, he, he could definitely find the back of the net. Ran at players, scared him, you know, and... I think that you know when when our when he got asked to come back or was told you know, Liverpool told us they want him back. I think that sort of changed our, our season a little bit. Obviously, I know we brought in Tom um, Ince, a very similar sort of player, and both got a good half a goal. But I then got sold to Bournemouth, and again, it's done. You know, he sort—I of, don't know—his career sort of faded away again. Is it because he went to a team like Bournemouth? Now, when I saw him at Derby, I thought this guy will. We, we, he did play for Liverpool, you know, don't get me wrong, he didn't just go back from Derby and that was it. No, he got back into Liverpool side. But I thought you know, I thought he'd be, be good to a better side than Bournemouth. No disrespect to Bournemouth, um, you know, but they just don't shout, you know, yeah. It's like the Harry Wilson loan as well to Bournemouth this season. I thought, again, he could have done a better, you know, a lot, he gone to a bigger team than Bournemouth. He could have come to Derby for God's sake. They're a bigger team than Bournemouth. <laughs> but yeah, no, Jordan and I, but yeah, it's an interesting one, but it, um, that one. And there's a lot of people saying, yeah, let's, let's, I'd have him back in a hard Let's go get him. There's obviously the other people as well going, no, it's not worth it. His career's faded out. But, but, there is a but here. It is coming, it's here. I, I get that. But sometimes players need a fresh start. You know, his, his, his career stagnated at, at Bournemouth. Obviously. But, you know, he, he did a Q&A or something on Twitter the other day and he mentioned his time at Derby and how he loved playing with the likes of Will Hughes and he loved all the setup and the surroundings and things like that. Maybe, maybe it's, it is sort of um, one of the, you know, it could be a move if he came back to us. That reignites his career, reignites him as a player. He comes, he, he comes into a team that's full of ambition. It's got Wayne Rooney inside. the side. It's managed by Philip Cocu. Um, you know who? <laughs> what more can you ask for? You know, we're a team that wanted a, a desperate for, for promotion. So for me, if Derby, you know, if Derby went after him and he was like, oh, I can't afford to drop that wage, I don't want to drop that wage. Well, I'll tell you what then, you come here, you come play with us, you, we'll pay you this amount, X amount of money. They say, we'll, we'll pay you 10 grand a week. Because I think he was on about 30-something K at, at, at Bournemouth. So maybe we'll say, okay, we'll pay you 12 grand a week. Put you on a, I don't know, two, three-year deal. If in that time we get promoted... We will up your wage higher. You know, I, 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 I don't know how contracts work and things that, but that for me sounds reasonable. Why not? Why not do that? Why not sort of um, offer him lower wages, but then when we if we get promoted, go higher. Take that risk. Prove to yourself, prove you know, prove that you can still do it. Because if you perform at Derby, if you perform at the Championship level the likelihood is some big, some Premier League club will come and take you. Which is, you know, because one, they know that we're short of cash. And two, you know, the the potential, you know, they'll see, oh, Jordan, i look at him. He's he's reignited himself. So yeah, maybe, maybe we take a risk on him. But again, I think wages are going to be a potential stumbling block. You know, I don't know, I don't know what the, I don't know what our wage, maximum wage budget is or anything like that. Um, obviously, we've got a lot of high earners. Um, but I believe Hodderston—he's—I think, I'm sure his deal runs out this season. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there's one high earner off the books. But obviously, we've managed to. Yeah, Scott Carson is still here, high earner, and Curtis Davis again, another probably potential 20, 25 grand a week earner. Again, both got years left on their contracts. Which is an interesting one because Davis wasn't fancied at the start of the season but he's come in when he asked on, and he's done a great job. You, you know, you cannot, you, you know, you can't, you can't knock his, you know, his, his contribution to the team. He came in, when, it, when, when the shit hit the fan in September and, and Keir got sacked, Curtis Davis stepped up and showed you what a leader is and what a leader does. And, you know, and, and Masses, massive, massive amount of respect for him for doing that. You know, been to basically carry that weight on him after after being sort of yeah, you, you're not you're not my sort of player from Koku. You know, he he deserves a massive amount of credit for that for what he did. Um, and again, Scott Carson, you know, he, well, obviously under Gareth, it was immense from that season. Lampard started off, you know. Fine, but then got dropped halfway through the season, and then this season I, I, he's not been fancied at all. He's been sat at Manchester City on the bench for, or not even on the bench, a you know third choice keeper for all, all season. A bizarre one, really. Um, and yet we were, you know, a lot of you been screaming out for a new keeper. But I don't. I, so that, that's going to be another interesting one. Will we sell Scott Carson? Will someone come in for him? You know, he's an aging keeper. Was he thirty-four, something like that? Um, is someone going to come on, come in for him? I get a guarantee you though. If someone came in for him, for even if it was cheap, even if someone came in for about I don't know two hundred k for him, they'd go, yeah, go on, you can have him. So interesting. Um, other transfer rumors as well. Um, Morgan Fox from Sheffield Wednesday, left back, and Stephen Fletcher. Now Morgan Fox, yeah, again, these are both free agents. Um, and Morgan Fox is a left back for so for me, that one doesn't make sense Uh, because it just we've got plenty of uh, um left backs. Do do we need another one? Even if we sold one, do we need another one? For me, no. Um, I think, I think. Forsyth is your experienced man in there. You've got Malone, as his understudy, then Malone is, is, is potential, you know, his backup. But, you know, I think Morgan Fox is 26. So again, he's like a, he's sort of like a, a Malone signing where He's in that sort of mid stage of, or peak, or peaking into his career now. Um, he's a left back, but the, the so I can't, yeah, it, I can't see it. We've got too many left-backs as it is. And then, obviously, the Stephen Fletcher one, 33. So we're going to let a 31-year-old, 31, 32-year-old, go on on a free. Go go for nothing. And bring in a 33-year-old, 33, 34-year-old. What is the point? Don't do that. Honestly, that would be the most stupidest thing. Oh, one of the most stupidest things I've I've seen that happen at Derby County. If we were to let Chris Martin go, no, no not not like to Stephen Fletcher, but if we were to let Chris Martin go, someone that already knows the club, you know, he's happy in Derby, he's happy at the club, he wants to be at the club. Let him go for nothing, and then bring in Stephen Fletcher, who's going to give you what a year, maybe two. No, Fuck off. Don't do it. Do not do it. You know. Again, like I say, at the moment we've got. Waggon that can play up top. We've got Marit that can play up top. We've got Whittaker that's a striker. We've got Hector Ingram that's a striker. And, you know, potentially we've got Chris Martin as well. So for me, no, 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 no. Not having it at all. Um, You know, we've got his long-term plan of, of having youth, put you know, into the first team. Signing a 33-year-old isn't going to help that. And you know what? I, I, I can't imagine he's on small wages neither. So no, that's that's just let's bypass that idea. Let's not bother going for Stephen Fletcher. Let's sign Chris Martin, you know, or re-sign him, give him a new contract. So yeah. Um so that about covers most of the stuff that's been cracking off. Um football starting soon again, hopefully. Fingers crossed it. Get sure, obviously, this has been an absolute surreal, bizarre, crazy time at the moment um, with this coronavirus thing. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's affected a lot of people. Um, people have lost lo- people have lost loved ones. You know, we've all been kept cooped up for however many weeks it is now. I've lost count. Uh, people including myself have suffered mental health issues. Um you know and yeah
1: uh, it, ha- it
0: you know it has affected me you know, being cooped up inside, working from home, looking after my two kids, um whilst my whilst my, my wife's at work or or in bed <laughs> because she works nights, key worker. You know, so it has been very tough, big strain on me. Just for me personally, I just want it to all end uh uh, obviously, they're sort of starting to ease the lockdown, which is good. I'm not going to go into numbers because people see the numbers and they're like, oh, some are like, yeah, it's amazing. Some are like, oh, it's still terrible. The media line, the government line lying. Yeah, it's just gone all political. And I can't be dealing with it. I'm not going to talk about it on here. Um, and then obviously, yeah, even crazier, yesterday, um, the, the um, George Floyd, who's the guy in America, the, the black guy that got, they got killed by a police officer. Putting his, foot, putting his knee on his neck for eight minutes. Now there's riots all over America, riots in London. <sighs> yeah, people cliff diving off on a beach. Was it in Devon, was it? I can't bloody remember. Mass gatherings of people that shouldn't be there, but they are. Well, okay. Yeah, so it's been a bit crazy, but, you know, it's actually sort of, sort of a special time for me today. It was a special day because... It was a year ago today that i didn't release it on this day no but there's a year ago today I, re- I, re- I recorded my first ever podcast um which was a it was a championship review of the year yeah championship review um of the season it wasn't derby i did it as um i did it essentially as a, as a whole as a whole not just focusing on derby <laughs> So, yeah, and the journey from that has been immense, to be honest. Um, I never thought the day that I decided just to go, oh, I, I can record a podcast just using my phone. I'll do it. Why not? So I did it. And then, obviously, it was it, as the weeks went on and I just kept on putting more and more. You guys then started getting involved. You guys started putting, giving me your input. You guys started following me. Um, you know, in the, in the, through the summer, then I, I, you know, I had obviously appearances on radio Derby, which was for me, it was a dream come true. Um, and, and also of course on, on love sport radio, which I did obviously do every week. And I, I was, that was one thing that was, you know, very, I missed doing that. I really enjoyed, you know, it's only half an hour. Um, but I really enjoyed, Talking about Derby and and, and having it as a, as a two way conversation, but I you know I wouldn't I wouldn't still be doing this if it wasn't for you guys that tune in every 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 show um, and, and you know you me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. Some of you, a couple of you, even sponsor me, my Patreon website. Um, so yeah, I'm just basically going to say before I go into the last part of the show, massive huge thank you to everyone that's been a part of it. Um, you know, and that's that's thanking you guys, you fans, you know, the guys that get involved and uh, asking questions, even those you you don't. You guys should just retweet it. Um, all you guys, you know, on social media that have yeah, been a part. Thank you so much. Uh, Radio Derby, everyone at Radio Derby, Ed Doors, Chris Coles. Um, thank you for letting me have the opportunity to come on. No sport radio, and you know, again, thank you to them for letting me have, come on the show every day. Um, yeah, so i January I'm torching. generally, didn't think I'd still be doing this uh 12 months after I started it. But hey, like I said, we'll move on now. That's my that's my soppiness. Um, but yeah, no, I do really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for the love. But I will move on. Um, I don't put this out, I there wasn't many of you, I'd, I'd um. I don't expect it because I only I only put it out um about a couple hour ago just any questions uh, if I do get an excess of any more I will do another podcast potentially at the end of the week depending if we get any more breaking news so my first question is 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 from Lucy Hackett on Facebook hello Lucy hope you're well um Yes, those of you who have listened to every show, you know that Lucy always comments, always asks questions. She's my normal match reporter. She basically is my analyst for me. I don't ask her to, she just seems to analyze the match and it is literally spot on every time. So, yes, Lucy says Hi, Simon. Hope you're well. Glad to see Premier League back on the 17th and Championship back on the 20th. So glad to see the football coming back. Missed it so much. Can see the lockdown got to you lol with spinning things on your head, etc. Shh. Yes, I will talk about that in a minute. Well, I hope you're keeping well and safe and hopefully this will be all over again. Also means I can do a summary again in the games. See, told you. Um, also, weather has been lovely and warm. Looking forward to your podcast and keep the good work. Thank you, Lucy. Yes, for those who did say it, it did get me a bit nuts. Do you remember those fidget spinner things? Um, I, well, I, they were in fashion like a few years ago. A couple of years ago, three years ago, something like that. Um, now, I'm an adult. I shouldn't like things like that. Now, I remember... My mother-in-law brought me one from uh, Skeg Vegas, um, and it's shite. It spanned for about four seconds. No, sorry if she's listening. I hope she's not. Um, it's shite. Sorry, dog. Um, yeah, it was crap. It was awful. Um, it just spanned, and then it like for about ten seconds, and that it stopped. And then the other day we were we because we're we're moving house soon. Me and the family are. We're, we're moving house, so we're packing up some boxes. And in the bottom of this one box, it's got a load of photo albums in it. Yes, old school photo albums. We've still got them. Um, they're only 31, 32. I'm not that old. Um, but yeah, we collect photo albums. Whatever. Um, in the bottom of that box, I find this fidget spinner. I thought, where the heck have I got that one? And I thought, this ain't the one that she brought me. The one I had was white. This one's black. And spun it. And it spins for ages and ages and ages and ages and ages. And I just, for whatever reason, I was I was messing around with my kids. Um, and I spun it on my head and videoed it for a laugh with Flowrider. Rida You used to spin me right around music on in the background. So yeah, lockdown did get to me a little bit. has turned me a bit crazy. One thing though is I found my creative side. Um, I've been making some videos as, as a lot of you have seen. A lot of you have liked. Um, yeah, I never thought I'd do that before but hey, I've had, I've had fun doing that. That's been really fun. Just adding a new dimension. Um, I can't remember what it was. I've lost the question. Someone said to me, are you going do YouTube again. Well, that's up to you guys. If you want me to go back onto YouTube, I will try my best to get back onto YouTube and I'll record it as a podcast but also as a YouTube video. Um, I've got no problem doing that whatsoever. Uh, The reason I stopped doing YouTube was um, it just got... It took ages. So what I'd do, I'd record record the video um, separately and also record the podcast at the same time. And then... um, Yeah, it just sort of, for whatever reason, it stopped letting me upload videos to YouTube for one reason or another. But, yeah, I think I've sorted that now. Uh, I might even go live if you'd like that and you can get involved. Um, I'll go live on YouTube if you want me to or Facebook, wherever. Just let me know. do a live show. It'll be fun. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, I've I've gone off track there. So back to the questions. There's, There's only a couple anyway. Uh, and then Regan.wilson18 on Instagram. By the way, guys, if you, go follow him. Why not? All Rams fans stick together, don't they? Um, buy, loan three. Oh, buy or loan three. Get rid of three. What would your choices be? Oh, f- I hate questions like this. Um, get rid of three. Uh, Marriott, sorry, Malone, sorry, and Huddleston. Marriott, I just think he doesn't fit the squad. Malone, I just, again, I don't know what's happened to him. Weird signing, very weird signing. And Hudson, just I think of his age. And I think, again, there's Bird coming in. We've got Rooney in midfield. Um, three inns. Oh, should have looked up stuff. I don't rightly know. Three ins. Uh, for me personally, I'd definitely go Jordan and I for one of them. We need a winger. Um, if it's the bill I'd go Joe Hart as well I think we need a goalkeeper we need to strengthen that area but again wages permitted would be a difficult one uh, and oh I'd also go for a guy called Guy Rano Kirk who plays as a winger for Utrecht um, he's 24 rapid tricky scores goals Yes, makes a, makes goals yeah so he, they'd be my choices again I think he's on about three I think he's about three years on his contract left so it probably cost a bit but that would be my dream list Um, to be honest I'd be quite happy with that list so thank you Regan for the questions I hate <laughs> about transfers no it's because do you know what there's so many players that you can pick from and there's so many players that are probably potential there that you don't even know, obviously. Um, I just find it dead hard when people ask about, you know, um, choices and players and whatnot, transfers. And finally, uh, last question comes from JM Smithy on Instagram, who is my nephew. And he says to me, what's the best game you've been to with me? Obviously, I go to the games with him. And you can't say the West Brom game. Yes, he knows that's probably the, my favourite game I've been to with him. Um, the, oh, we've had so many there. Um, oh, you know what, again, I think for raw emotion, um, I'm not going to say Leeds because that would be the obvious one. Of course it was amazing. Um, I'm gonna go. I think remember the three-one game at Car- against Cardiff. You know, um, I think that. Yeah, I'm gonna go the the three-one game against Cardiff at home because again that game had me in like bits because obviously everything that happened. Um obviously leading up like the snowgate that's an inverted commas. Um, the Snowgate crap that went on before that. Um, and obviously saying, oh yeah, we've well, got loads of players injured. So that's why they don't want to play us. And you know, Cardiff were riding high. They were you know, obviously automatic promotion, fav- uh, candidates, favorites. And then we had all that shit with uh, Sean Morrison. <laughs> yeah. And then, then obviously we went, you know, we weren't, we weren't in the greatest of forms. Um, but yeah, it was obviously beforehand that they where they take shots as well. Um, do you know when they do the warm ups before they, they, they get laid, uh, get layoffs from whoever coach and they shoot the goalkeeper? Well, Cameron Jerome twatted one and it flew straight over the bar. Now, I sit uh, south stand oh, in the at the bottom of the first row of the second tier. I just see his ball coming to me and I, boom, caught it plumbing in my chest. Um, yeah, then I got him like dancing around, like taking a piss. Oh, God, goalkeeper, mate. you won't play. It was, it was quite fun. I enjoyed it. But yeah, caught his ball. Absolutely brilliant. And then obviously the game starts. We go 1-0 down. It's a bit of a shit game. And then, yeah, um, Jerome gets a goal, scores a goal. <laughs> um, absolute shit house. <laughs> and then Vidra comes off the bench and we all know what happened there. Wisdom uh, knocks Wiltshire off the ball, pulls it back. Vidra! As Ed Dawes would say. Uh, smashes it in 2-1. But the problem was, because you know I knew how we were and I thought, we need another goal here. We, I was absolutely like buzzing out of my mind, like, oh my God, we're 2-0. But we've come from behind. Um, and we're chewing up we need another goal and then obviously Jerome bags a third um, absolutely sloppy as a goal in- incredible goal um, yeah and again that, that was an emotional day um, we've been to so many games it's hard to pick one but that one definitely sticks in the memory for uh, emotional wise and, and sort of best game wise but yeah, we've been we've been to so many. It's very very hard to pick one, but that one that one because you said I couldn't pick West Brom because you obviously know that's my favourite game that i had been to with you. Um, yeah, the, I think the Cardiff one emotionally wise. I mean, I picked I picked you up. I, to my I picked James up. I mean my nephew. I I, I picked him up. I'm terrible because well, he absolutely launched himself on me when when we got that second goal, and I almost dropped him over. Barriers. I'm terrible with it. Yeah, we shouldn't actually you shouldn't jump on me. You know, what is it, fourteen, fifteen? Shouldn't jump on me. But no, it was fun. It was great. Yeah. So that was that would be my my favorite uh my favorite game that I've been to with James. Yeah, so I don't want, I'm I'm thinking and I can't think of obviously loads been loads of games. I think the Leeds can you remember the Leeds one nil as well when uh, Johnny Russell bagged. That was quite when McLaren was back and it was all hyped up and everything and Johnny Russell bags and yeah um, just to make it clear <laughs> yeah I've only been I've been going to him uh, with him to game since um, McLaren took over for the second time so that was our first game together um, going together there is reasons behind which I will not get into um, it's personal so yeah um, but yeah that was when we first started going together. So there has been some great games, but yeah, the Cardiff one definitely sticks in the back of my mind. So yeah, anyway, that's all the questions. I, I knew that one, I didn't really give you much time. Um, sorry about that. Um, but yeah, um, that's me done. Done, done, done. Like I said, if I get like, quite a few more questions in, I will probably do another one. Why not? We'll just have a question and answer one. But yeah, anyway, before I start rambling on, um, Thank you guys for listening, as always. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, we can start having a proper football one soon. Although it's going to be a bit strange, having no crowds, empty seats. You know, I, I watched a little bit of German. It's, it's so hard to watch at times, because there's just no atmosphere. But hey, that's what we've got to deal with at the moment. Um, so yeah, anyway, I mean, potentially, if, if, if we get the all clear and it's go ahead from the government on the 20th of June, Millwall away. Which, obviously, is normally an intimidating place. Very intimidating. Um, the fans make it that way. There'll no fans there. <laughs> so, can we use that to our advantage? Can we get one over on Gary Rowett? Can we get an away win in London? And most of all, can we kick, re-kickstart this promotion push? Because it's there. The playoff push is there. I know we sat 12th, but it's, what, is it five points off the top six? It's there. You know, and... You're not you're not daft or stupid for thinking that you know Derby can make the playoffs. They can quite easily. Yeah, I mean, yeah, personally, if that if the season hadn't ended when it did, I personally think now nah, we would have been in the playoffs. Not sure where we would have finished because there's a lot of tough teams in there. Um, apart from Forest, there there I don't I don't I don't think they'll make it. Um, I had to have a little pop. Sorry, <clears throat> it's a Derby County podcast. What well, course I'm going to? Um, so, yeah, it would have been difficult to sort of call where we would have got in the playoffs, but just to imagine getting into the playoffs after the season we had. It would be unreal. It would be such a Derby thing to do as well, to get into the playoffs and get promoted, and no one was there to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> imagine that. So, yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed, we get started talking proper football again. But, yeah, anyway, that's me done now. Um, so, yeah, if you're not following me, I'm at RamsWriter on Twitter. Uh, on Instagram, I'm the yeah the underscore Rams writer underscore podcast and search for me on my page on Facebook the Rams writer. Also, if you would like to sponsor me, uh, you can also uh, you can go visit my Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash the Rams writer. Three dollars a month. It just shows your support and you know, like I said, if I do get an, enough patrons, uh, I will obviously give back and like do price draws, things like that. But yeah, so. Also, as well, email, if you to, if you would like to personally email me, I have an email address, which is theramswriter at hotmail.com. Um, I don't know. I've just added that. But, yeah, anyway, guys, rambling on. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Really do appreciate it. Can't believe I've been doing this 12 months now. Thank you to all of those that have stuck by me, all of those that have started listening and continued listening, anybody that's new, you're all welcome. Anyway, guys, that's me done. As always, come on, Darby.